0: This FDNY PRO podcast is brought to you by the FDNY Foundation and its partners to share experiences from the field, best practices, and lessons learned with first responders. Learn more about our mission and how you can help support New York's Bravest at FDNYFoundation.org.
1: Welcome to the FDNY PRO podcast. I'm your host, Battalion Chief Brian Mulry, and this is our annual PRO-FIT episode. This episode seeks to promote and provide practical ideas for first responders who are looking to maintain a healthy lifestyle. This year marks the 50th anniversary of the New York City Marathon. The event is the largest marathon in the world and the signature event of the New York Roadrunners. In honor of this anniversary, the FDNY Running Club is raising money to support the important work of the FDNY Foundation. Stay tuned later in the episode to hear how you can support their life-saving mission. For now, let's listen to my conversation with the head of the club, Captain Dennis Sweeney, and one of the fastest FDNY runners to cross the finish line, firefighter Tim Clark. What's up, guys?
2: Hi, Chief. Good morning.
1: All right. Good to to have you. I appreciate you coming down. Before we get started, get a quick bio, where you've worked, where
2: you've been. Uh, Sure. Dennis Sweeney, uh, variously signed over the years to Engine 34, Engine 81, Ladder 35, and now bouncing around Division 6 as a new captain.
3: Last couple of years, I was in Engine Three, and just recently transferred to Tower Ladder Twelve in Chelsea Section.
1: We appreciate you guys coming down. We're just looking forward to hearing all about the running club. As far as joining the club, obviously you got to be an FDNY member, correct?
2: Yes, so club membership strictly, which uh, the major benefits include subscription to my charming emails and the opportunity to buy our, uh, our red singlet and represent the department is restricted to members only, but we are strongly encouraging friends and family to join at all the various events, especially memorial races.
1: We also want to do it with like a, a marathon focus, having this year's the 50th anniversary of the New York City Marathon, and it's such a great event in this city, and Having been involved with it for a few marathons over the years, just what a great job the running club does with it. Hopefully we can inspire people to maybe shoot for, make the, this year's 50th uh, New York City Marathon, if, if you have never run one. Make it a goal, and uh,
2: especially to do it with the department is an incredible experience. Our relationship with the Roadrunners has allowed us to make it a uh, unique day for members of the department. There's no
3: question about it. Starting directly behind the uh, the professionals, the professional men as they go off, it's actually really cool. You know, they're these elite runners that if you're into running, you know who they are, and these are you know famous people in that world. And they come up to us and shake our hands before the race starts. It's it's a cool it's a cool moment.
1: on a topic of runners. You seem you have quite a resume yourself. Give us a quick little bio on your running history and start off with how fast you did it this year.
3: Yeah, I ran a I ran a two forty five this year, which I was I was I was pretty happy with. Is
1: that your personal best?
3: No, two forty three in twenty sixteen. But you know, who's keeping track, right? It, my history is I I grew up in Bay Ridge and I used to watch the, the New York City Marathon run through my neighborhood every year. My parents would bring me up and have us watch year after year. And I used to think, why are all these crazy people out here doing this thing? And I would, this is something I would never want to do. But fast forward to 2009, I decided it was something I wanted to do and I wanted to get into running and become like a healthier person. And that's when I started. I started getting into it and things started to snowball from there. And then I just kept
1: going. So I know you've done a few Ironmans, if I'm not mistaken, right?
3: Yeah, that was the next logical step. I'd run a bunch of marathons. You're calling that logical? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Many people disagree. Right, right.
3: Yeah, it was, uh, after I'd run a, like six or seven marathons and I just kind of wanted to up the ante a little bit and started training for, bought my first bike and started training for, for Ironmans.
1: And when did you get on the fire department?
3: June of 2015. So I'm coming up on
1: five years. So were you surprised to roll into it and see, uh, learn about the running club and how involved they are in the marathon? No, not at all. I, I just, I had known a lot
3: about it you know firefighters are, are known to be fit people right so they're just the fact that there was a an fdy run club wasn't at all a surprise dennis sweeney and i had, had some friends in common so people you know when i was coming on they told me to keep an eye out for him and go introduce myself
1: uh, great
2: dennis i know you've how many marathons you've run i don't have quite the speed tim has but i i would You're like right, to consider there, myself <laughs> mr consistency i've had a good run since 2003 and a whole smattering of times between 256 and 303 in there
1: Great. All right. Well, listen, let's get started. Well, I think
2: if we're going to talk about marathon results, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Gary Murky. Oh, well, that's where we're going. I mean, I, I, can, I we, so. can we
1: dispel or, or prove this myth today? Did a New York City firefighter win the first, very first New York City marathon?
2: I can dispel it. In fact, I have uh, paper proof <laughs> at home. So Gary Murkey, gosh, we'd have to look up his career history here, but did almost 20 years with the fire department. Before that, he was a Marine. And the first New York City Marathon, which was four and a bit laps in Central Park, he won. Came back to run with us, the fire department, uh, the 35th annual, and is still running quite well. And Gary was at... I think maybe our uh, five-miler versus the NYPD, which we'll get into later. And, and he and I were just chit-chatting. And I said, Gary, you know, I should, I should send you a shirt, an FDY Running Club shirt. And he goes, yeah, you should, kid. <laughs> so I got to send this guy a shirt. So I, I, mail, him a sh- I mail him a shirt to his uh, running store in Long Island. I do not endorse his product, but apparently he has a nice running store in, uh, in Long Island. And I forget all about it. About a month later or so, I get an envelope back from the Super Runner shop. It's, that's all it says in the return address section of the envelope. And it feels empty. And I open it up, and a business card falls out. And I'm looking at the back of it, and it says, thanks for the shirt, Gary. And I flip it over, and Gary's business card for the Super Runner shop has his name, Gary Murky. Underneath it, it just says, winner, first New York City Marathon. Uh, That is pretty boss. And when you win the first New York City Marathon, I think you can put that in your card. Some clout. Mm -hmm.
1: I like it. (laughs) You know, I, I told you prior to coming on a podcast, I did it back in the late 90s a few times, and then I did it in 2011, so maybe 10 years later. And then I just most recently did it in 2019. And the participation has seemed to have grown tremendously. And just really the whole event, maybe just start us back at the beginning, you know, the expansion of the participation of our members in the marathon each year.
2: Sure. I mean, the original organizer of the event—not the race, of course—but the fire department uh, aspect of the event—they used to simply rent like a hotel room at the Mayflower Hotel, which was, you know, (laughs) which which, closed. Yeah, yeah, a couple blocks from the finish line. And as more and more members got involved in running, we expanded into a larger structure of, of buses out to the start. And still, to this day, having uh, an increase in participation, I think, in rough numbers, three years ago, we had about 120 members running, then went up to about 140 last year, 160 members running the marathon, which is great.
1: Maybe you could explain to our audience, we have a friendly competition each year with the NYPD, and we race for the Mayor's Cup. And we could, I mean, if you know when it started, and uh, the dates, but just give people a general idea, and then how it's scored, and then we'll talk about the 10 and 3 project.
2: I don't know exactly how long it's been going unofficially, but if I had to guess unofficially, 30 years. Uh, I I do know the last time that uh, we lost to the NYPD was the last lieutenant's exam year, which was probably about four years ago when we had a lot of members who were in the books and and weren't able to focus on their running. But, yes, it's certainly a a friendly competition with the cops, a lot of camaraderie. And the scoring mechanism is a little unique uh, among races, whereby the challenge is to get the first 10 runners across the finish line. So it doesn't necessarily matter uh, what the average time was or even the places within the first 10. The NYPD could roll nine guys over the line first, but if we roll the next 10, we win. So it's an unusual way of scoring the race. Uh, and uh, roughly to, to scale it in terms of uh, who our, our 10th runner is every year, which is sort of an, an award within itself. That's the real, oh, yeah, that's yeah. the contributor. That person is generally 310 to 315. Mm-hmm. Which
3: gets it was John DeLeo a couple John years DeLeo. ago. John DeLeo. which yep. we, we had mentioned, John DeLeo at 50, me. 50 50 old? something years old, uh, mm-hmm. two years ago ran his fastest ever marathon at fifty something years old. And he, it's, he's not a new runner; he's been running a long time. Yeah. Which yeah. shows that you can you can continue to progress in running even you know well well into your fifties if you're doing the right things and taking care of your body and taking care of your heart and yeah. right nutrition and all that. And you can you can continue
1: to get better. How many have we won over the years?
2: Yeah, we often get that question. How how many, what the record is, is the, sort of the Stanley Cup-style record, and it's vastly in our favor. I should do the research on it, but yeah. <laughs> the Cops have won uh, maybe two or three uh, over the years. Then in 2001, of course, following the tragedy of, of 9-11, we took a tie that year. We just ran the race for the sense of camaraderie, and I think everyone was very happy with that.
1: Maybe, Tim, you could tell us about the 10 Under 3.
3: Yeah, this is just a pet project of mine. We have a lot of really talented runners, and it's a matter of harnessing their talent. But we have several guys that go under three hours every year and then several guys that come pretty close or guys that I think have the talent if you can just kind of wrangle in their their training a little bit. But I would love to get all 10 of our guys under three hours to then beat the NYPD. Not that it's a competition, you know, but it would it'd be, it'd be, I think it'd go a long way in saying that as firefighters, I think we are endurance athletes. We are endurance athletes that have to carry you know 100 pounds worth of gear and to work on our aerobic engine will go a long way in allowing us to be able to do that and to, to better prepare us to do our jobs you know it's one thing forcing a door it's another thing forcing a door if you've had to climb 20 some odd stairs because the elevators are out and i think getting 10 people under three hours will just kind of be something of a of a, like a pr stunt for the rest of the job so that they can you know say like hey listen like these guys are doing this thing they're still able to do this job they're not just these scrawny little runners necessarily you know they're 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 strong guys. They they're aerobically fit, and they're they're able to go out and do this thing that's really difficult. And so that's my that's my theory. And you know if we could beat the cops along the way, that'd be that'd be fun too.
1: How far away are we?
3: One year we had six or seven guys do it. You know we're 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 not that far away. You know and a couple guys that went low three hours. It's not impossible by any means.
2: There's a a, a larger dynamic than what's going on in the fire department running club, where participation in marathons and endurance races is going up right, in terms right, of head right. count, but average speeds are coming down. Which is fine, because we're looking for participation and all the health benefits that accrue.
1: What's our top woman finisher? is Christine Meyer. Christine for Meyer
2: the, for a couple of years in the 320 range.
1: That put it in the top 10? No. Right uh, that would,
2: th- the cutoff top 10 is kind of right around, th- uh, as I said, 310 to 315. Adrian Walsh would have been close for many years. Adrian's filled with you right now in Rescue 1, I think. Adrian was always a
0: 3- 330-ish runner. That would probably been our, our closest. On behalf of the FDNY Foundation, we thank you for listening to the FDNY Pro podcast. The Foundation and its partners are helping to bring this training initiative into firehouses and EMS stations throughout the five boroughs and beyond. FDNY Pro is the department's professional platform designed for first responders. Learn more about our digital subscriptions, magazines, films, events, books, and other programs at fdnyfoundation.org pro. Now, back to the episode.
1: Outside the marathon, you guys... Are involved in so many other running events around the city. Maybe you could tell us about the different events and the different distances, and which events stand out.
2: Sure. As a general point, I'll just echo the chief's comment about memorial races. One of the, the major missions of the running club, when we kicked it off in a formal structure, was to encourage participation in all the memorial races we have, which are, of course, very sad events. But you know, when we have the family of a lost member come to a, a fundraising race. It's great for them to see great participation. So those can range geographically from Staten Island to Northern Westchester, Dutchess even. So just getting the word out by email, having guys be able to put it on their calendar, I think was one of the sort of emotional and uh, camaraderie goals of the running club. The other races that I'll let Tim chime in on, I think we are trying to fulfill a goal of broadening the distances our members can run at, everything from a track race to the marathon.
3: Yeah, we've done everything from the Penn Relays, which was a fun event, which is a famous track event that's down in University of Pennsylvania on Franklin Field, which is an iconic track. We actually got to participate a bunch of years in the Corporate Challenge, which is kind of cool. So we get to come down and just run against, you know, just corporations from all over the area, I guess, uh, all over the country.
2: All over the world. I lined up one year against this guy with an Australian accent from Boeing. And he said, where are you from? I said, New York City Fire Department. He goes, I work for Boeing. They, <laughs> they flew us in as a corporate development event. Tell them about the distances, Tim.
3: They have a name for it, but I think It's, a,
2: it's the, called the, the Distance Medley Relay.
3: Distance Medley Relay. So I believe it's a 400-meter run followed by a 1,200-meter run followed by an 800-meter run followed by a 1,600-meter run, so a mile. Uh, and you have obviously four people that are competing at those different races. It's just a, it's a fun day. You know, Part we, of the challenge
2: we, is staffing. You need to have one lady athlete and you need to have one runner over 40.
3: So Jeff Pellis came in.
2: Uh, you're there now too, uh, right? Thanks Tim. For, <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Let
3: you forget. Right? <laughs> How about the fifth Avenue mile? Fifth Avenue mile is a fun one. This past year we had 50 plus members doing it, which is the most we've ever had. We actually had. I'd say more FDNY runners than there were NYPD. It's another one of these like kind of mayor cup where we we face off against the cops. We're an organization that's a quarter the size. We had more people that were participating than, than they did. So that was great to see. It's the Fifth Avenue Mile, so it's exactly what it sounds like. We start off at the Metropolitan Museum of Art and uh, we run one mile down just north of 59th Street where there's the finish line. It's, it's a really fun race. It's a downhill mile, so it's pretty fast. A lot of members come out, run their fastest miles. It's a fun way to get together, inspire health, inspire fitness, and just to get people together to share in that, that event.
1: When I hear about like the pen Relays and the, uh, and the Fifth Avenue Mile, I just remind people who have had a track background. Uh, that's got to be the, the majority of the people showing up for that, right? Because like, you know, the, the 5Ks and the, uh, the, even the marathon, most a lot of different people do it. But when I hear about it, it's never crossed my mind to go to the Fifth Avenue Mile. All right. Do the majority of the people, they have a track background?
2: I think it's an opportunity for those who consider themselves track people yeah. to shine, but the distance-style runners also participate.
1: I, I can say
3: on good authority, the majority of people there do not have track backgrounds.
1: Yeah. That's
2: great. And another really popular
1: one, I've only done this a handful of times, is the Police Fire Central Park Five Mile.
2: Mm-hmm. Coming up, March 7, 2020. That's another great event with another fun scoring anomaly where... The race is scored on the top 100 versus top 100 from the police and fire departments, which will lead us perhaps into our our discussion on dispelling myths among the running community. I will often get people coming to me and saying, why? You know, I don't want to show up. I'm not fast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, (laughs) in general, we are looking for participation. We're looking to build the camaraderie, build the community of of the running club and and the fire department. But specifically, on the five-miler day, We need the folks that run nine-minute miles because that race is typically won right around the 45-minute mark. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Having just done it and with the 50th coming up, it's such a great day in the city. And Let's uh, go over some of the myths why people say they can't run the marathon. You know, I'm not a runner.
2: (laughs) Sure. I mean, that doesn't even have to be a myth about the marathon. I mean, people, I'm not a runner. I I couldn't do the the five-miler versus the cops or run for their own fitness. And Tim and I were discussing how this pertains to, to health and motivation, but the, the myth that I'm not a runner, uh, I, I think is a little bit of a cop out. I don't know if there's a nice way to say that, but I would argue that regardless of the speed at which you run, when you run for health, your, your own health, and maybe even the health of your, your family and your, your coworkers in the case of the fire department where we rely on each other, you're doing yourself a disservice if you excuse yourself. And we, of course, are the running club, so you know we're, we're going to talk our book, our, our favorite activity. But we would happily endorse whatever cardio you are doing to make sure that you're staying healthy and you're taking care of your cardiac system to be able to do the job and go home at the end of the day. That's what the running club would endorse.
3: It's definitely not the only way to keep up cardio health. It's a very good one, but it's, it's definitely not the only one. But I always say whenever, whenever somebody tells me that they're not a runner, I always say, you're not a runner yet. You know, every, everyone's a runner. You just have to start running. You know, once you get that, once you, once you start with the consistency, you don't want to overdo it in the very beginning, but once you start getting that consistency, once you start getting the miles in, you start to realize that maybe I am, maybe I am a runner, you know?
1: And it's not too late. Like with the marathon so far off in November, somebody could, who is doing 5Ks today, I feel confident. I mean, you're, you're the, they could 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 train for this marathon this year, I would say.
2: Yes. This early on, certainly if you have a good cardio base, the, the key I would say be not getting injured, getting a decent base, say two, three days a week of running preferably three, and then come June, get into a more structured program. Uh, but yeah, my, my key piece of advice that I give to people when they're inquiring about getting into running, whether it's for the marathon or not, is maintain yourself injury-free, which means a nice slow buildup, means working in cross-training, means working in non-impact cardio, and then when you get uh, that base, then you can start going to four or five days a week.
1: I think sometimes people get scared. I remember the Roadrunners Club, they'll have 18-mile training runs on it, and- And what I would say is, I don't know. I don't know how necessary, uh, maybe you guys correct me. I I think you get away with, if you just wanted to get out there and finish a marathon, maybe not doing such a long training run. What are your feelings on that? I have a strong feeling on this, actually. I think a lot of
3: people when they're they're training for, especially the first marathon, I I think the miles you run in a week is more important than the miles you run in a day. You know, so getting out there for that 20 mile run that everyone is kind of geared up for is fine. But if that 20 mile run makes up, 50% 50% or more of your weekly miles that week, that's a long, that's a big jump to make. And so I'd actually rather see you be more consistent over a longer period of time rather than focus on any one long run. Today's workout is just as important as tomorrow's workout. So if that one mile run knocks you out of commission for a couple of days,
1: Which happens, and you see people getting injured.
3: Big time, big time. That's Again, that's a a long way to go, and it's one thing if you're going to do it on race day when everything counts. If you're just going out there and you're just trying to build that base that Dennis was talking about, that's a big jump to make. I'd rather, instead of you running 30 miles in that week, one of which is a 20-mile run, I'd rather see you run 32 miles in a week and it be five days of, you know, six or, you know, five to six miles. Like that's a better, you're getting more work done in that week and you're going to be more prepared come, come race day. I'm not saying never run long. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm just saying just making that jump, making that leap and doing it such a dramatic fashion can, it can cause injury and it could just really just take you out of the game mentally, physically and everything else.
1: If you're going to do one marathon, right? You got to do New York city. Definitely. <laughs> it's a great day. There's not one part of the, uh, uh of the course that's not lined with people. Yeah, that's great. And, uh, it's so, very unique. One yeah. to run. All right, great, guys, appreciate it coming down. Thanks for everything and uh, good luck this year. Thanks, Thanks for having you us. Too. Thanks for listening to the FDNY Pro Podcast. I'm Battalion Chief Brian Mulry. As promised, here is how you can support the FDNY Foundation as FDNY members hit the streets for the 50th annual New York City Marathon. Our members are running in honor and in support of the incredible work of the FDNY Foundation. Our official charity has helped support the FDNY on a wide array of projects. From helping to build our high-rise fire simulator and providing advanced leadership training to hosting fire safety presentations and free CPR classes. We invite you to support Team FDNY's efforts to raise funds for the FDNY Foundation as we look to outrun the NYPD yet again at the 2020 New York City Marathon. Simply go to fdnyfoundation.org slash marathon. That's fdnyfoundation.org slash marathon and enter your donation amount. You can also make your donation in the name of someone or thank one of our local firehouses or EMS stations for the work they perform every day. If you want to learn more about the foundation, there is information about programs and initiatives they support on their website. Thanks for listening. For more training and information from our department subject matter experts, go to fdnypro.org. 24 hours
0: a day, seven days a week. 365 days a year and when seconds count the men and the women of the fdny are there for us to protect us and keep us safe when the unthinkable happens no matter the challenge no matter the danger our firefighters and emts serve with honor dedication and bravery new york's bravest are there for us let's be there for them Your support of the FDNY Foundation ensures that the world's best fire department has the world's best training, equipment, and education. Go to FDNYFoundation.org and help New York's Bravest save a life today.